0: Hello everybody, I'm Shannon
1: and I'm Jerry.
0: Betty White is snuggled here with us and we are here for episode nine of the Arner Adventures podcast.
1: By the time you're hearing this, it'll be the day after Valentine's Day. So I hope that you spent the day practicing self-love and self-care because we think there isn't enough emphasis on that, right?
0: No, there's just not. And if you didn't or you need more of that in your life, well, head on over to our website, rnouradventures.com, and if you go to the menu at the top, there's a drop-down, and you're going to find one for self-care, and you're going to find all kinds of resources that we have. We have a, a self-care checklist, and actually, if you also go under our highlight on Instagram, under mental health, we have some self-care Tips and resources there too. Yeah, we think you should be practicing that all year round anyway.
1: Yeah and uh, speaking of self-love we're going to practice some of that right now by sharing a review of the week. You all have been so generous by sharing your feedback and those five star ratings and reviews that we adore. This week's review comes from Michelle 01. Michelle said great show. I've been a fan of their blog, but the in-depth conversations takes things to a whole new level. love this. Looking forward to more guest episodes and more living life to the fullest. Highly recommend for anyone who wants to appreciate what life has to offer without all the stuff.
0: Wow. Uh, Thank you so much, Michelle. That is so sweet. And we love the the content that we think is so inspiring inspires you all. I mean, I think. That's always a nice compliment, you know? Oh, yeah. We think something's great, but when someone else thinks that something that you think is great is great.
1: It's a win-win. That's
0: wonderful. And also, we love that Michelle is an OG blog follower who came on over to the podcast side. So, thanks so much, Michelle. So, if you'd like to be our review of the week and get the chance to receive a gift from SugarWish, our sponsor... Please take a moment and give us a five-star review or rating. We have an easy link for you to follow to do that. It's lovethepodcast.com slash adventures, but we'll also link it for you down in the show notes. It really helps us so much to support us in that way.
1: Let's go ahead and get to our guest today. Our guest is actually someone who is local to us. We're going to go ahead and tell you who she is. So we can tell you a little bit about the recording session since it is different than our other sessions.
0: Yeah. So you know that our other sessions, we haven't had anyone who was local. Chuck Phillips was local North Carolina.
1: Eastern North Carolina. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, mm-hmm. but our guest today is an amazing local entrepreneur here on the North Carolina coast. Her name is Jen Lee. And Jen owns a shop here in Atlantic Beach called Island Produce. And Jen is one of the first people that we met when we moved here on the coast. And her story just completely inspired us so much. We immediately had synergy with her in her background and how she opened her her shop, Island Produce. And we really wanted to share her story. She has a crazy schedule, as you can imagine, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, which we're going to get into. But we actually recorded at her store, which is why you're going to hear humming in the background. Those are also the sounds of hustle, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Refrigerators or freezers, however you want to refer to them. But we really enjoyed the conversation so much. It was so great that she allowed us into her store to do it. And um, we always we send an email out, give you the intro of who we're going to be interviewing Give you the opportunity to ask questions. We did not do this with Jen because we had the opportunity at the last minute so quickly that we took the opportunity, which is why we did not have the opportunity for for you all to ask any questions. So anyway, sorry about that. But it was such a great conversation. And anyway, so.
1: So without further ado, let's get the interview. Jen Lee is the owner of Island Produce here on the North Carolina coast where we live. We met Jen when we first moved here and we found her place to be so cool. She sources produce and other items from North Carolina farmers and brings them to her locale in Atlantic Beach for residents on the coast to access. This allows the farmers to continue what they do best, farm. We think that Jen is not only just one of the coolest people we know, but she has the coolest story about following her dream which is why we invited her to the podcast this week. Hi Jen, we are actually here at your store, Island Produce in Atlantic Beach, recording this podcast. This is a first for us for being on location. Thanks for having us.
2: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited you guys would even consider uh, talking with me. I'm excited to have you, glad to be here.
0: Well, let's paint the picture for those of you who are not actually seeing this. We are walking distance to the ocean. You can actually breathe in the salt air from Jen's store here at Island Produce. It's the the coolest place. We'll we'll have some photos in the show notes so that you guys can see it. Jen, let's get into a little bit about your background, which is what is so exciting and what really drew us in to Jen. And you guys are gonna be so excited once you hear her story and know why there's such synergy between us and Jen. In a nutshell, which we're going to really dig into is that when we met, is that you're a former teacher who, and you can correct me if the details are wrong here, uh, who left to open your full-time business here at Island Produce, but you're, I guess you're originally from Florida and you ended up here in North Carolina and you used to teach school, but can you kind of tell us a little bit about that transition and that journey and what, what made you sort of take the leap?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I grew up in Florida on the East Coast, a completely different coast from North Carolina, but still a really awesome, pretty coast. Met my um, first husband of 18 years down there. He was working on a boat as a mate and was working his way up to captain. I was in college, a marine bio student. You know, we were young and in love, and that happens. So uh, he got a really cool job in North Carolina. We moved to the Outer Banks, and mm -hmm. um, we stayed there, and that's where we had our first son so we kind of focused mainly on his career as a boat captain on the east coast and my dreams of being a marine scientist kind of just went out the back window just because of life life happens so i ended up waiting tables cleaning boats working at coffee shops any kind of job that worked around the schedule of maintaining the home the children while he was a boat captain right and then um, you know 18 years can go by in a flash. It can go by in a flash. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you just go with, with, you just roll with it. You roll with the punches. We ended up in Carteret County. Uh-huh. Um, it was a job that he had taken with um, uh, a company here locally. But we were going through some problems. And then sometimes 18 years goes by and you realize you're not married to you, the person that fits you. Right. And you're just glad you had a life together. You're glad you had children together. But it just wasn't it's like reading a good book. It just wasn't a good fit. You can read a couple chapters, get halfway through and go, no, I don't think I'll finish that book. So that was the book that we just decided we didn't need or, to Or like
0: my mom says that some people are like chapters in your book. Right. That they're a good chapter and then they're done. Right. That chapter's
2: over. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I kind of look at my first marriage that way. We had two great uh, children, we had a really great experience. We did crazy things. We raced bicycles together. We traveled Aww. together. Uh, we were on boats together. He taught me how to clean a boat. I had a little boat business that taught me how to clean, and um, I had a little mini boat business. Then I started cleaning houses, just little odd jobs. And I, I've been a business owner. Uh, doing small things like that my whole life Um, Uh just small accounts to get our family through yeah Um, so I learned a lot from him and I think he probably learned some things from me and we just agreed to you know not be married anymore right but during that transition while we were in Carteret County I was um, I always wanted to be a teacher if I couldn't be a marine scientist I wanted to be an educator so that was easier to maintain with children. So I was a teacher assistant, drove a bus and went to night school to be a teacher. (laughs) So um, with his crazy schedule, the family stuff, there was a lot of it that was on my shoulders. He was great because he did all the soccer stuff on the weekend, but I was really during the school week responsible for that. So I went back to school at night, um, took care of the children, um, again, drove the morning bus route, Dropped the kids off at school, went to my classroom, was a teacher assistant in kindergarten, worked all day, drove the bus route at night, and then once the kids were settled in the night, I would start my homework. So did that here uh, at East Carolina University. They had yeah. an online program specifically for bus drivers who wanted to go back to oh, school. Got gosh. a scholarship. Very specific. <laughs> yes, it was yeah. very. So they wanted to entice uh, people to drive buses. Okay. So yeah. they thought if they could have people wanting to be a teacher, drive a bus, that that bus driver was already invested in students' well-being. So it was actually uh, a very smart way to go about it. That is smart. So yeah. I got in that window and actually because I had a, a 4.0 GPA, every year the scholarship rolled over. So it wasn't a financial burden on my family. So that's why I worked really hard to have good grades so it didn't cost. I got a the county basically paid for my education.
0: Wow. Yeah, so then
2: I became a teacher. But during that time, got a divorce, mm-hmm. then realized what it was like financially to be a single parent. And sure. that was like, ooh, air brakes. <laughs> this is tough. <laughs>
0: right. And
2: uh, definitely needed to find other ways to um, implement my income. And that's how I came about to sell produce.
0: So what was sort of the draw to produce? I mean, what was it something you were already interested in or are you sort of a... A foodie. A foodie. That's how it happened. Okay.
2: So, uh, so many years of being um, somebody who didn't have a career career, I always was a server in fine dining restaurants. Yeah, we, and, that's how Jerry and I met. I, I was it sir. was always mm-hmm. a great way to raise young kids yeah. and do the changing of the guard. Okay he's home from work. Yep. I, I'm going to go wait tables. And, yep. and then I would come at home at 2am and then I would do the morning, uh, get the kids to school. So it just worked for our family. Yeah. Um, so I served in restaurants, would watch the chefs get to taste, have employee meals and they would teach us. And I just really became a foodie by being a fine dining server all my life. Um, I don't know if there was ever a year I didn't moonlight at some restaurants mm-hmm. and here locally it was wind and sea um, Shepherds Point I worked at a couple of fine dining restaurants. I opened Aqua. I was the oh, opening staff at Aqua when wow. my kids were in diapers. Okay. And nice. um, it just was a really good experience. Met a lot of restaurant people. And when you meet restaurant people, mm-hmm. you're, you're in that group. Yeah. yeah. And yes. they don't forget you. Mm-hmm. And some of those chefs actually shot me selling produce now. So I think the draw to produce was a food background. Right. Needing something part-time and that was flexible. And food is always there for me. Right. Um, and just always loving to cook and observing how the chef's prepared. I just, I call, I consider myself a little bit of a home cook.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. Um,
2: you know, not just somebody who slaps food on the table, but really tries to present it well, dabble, uh-huh. use herbs. I mean, I, I really love the culinary arts.
1: I think it's relatable for us with our restaurant experience. Yeah. Too. We both have a lot and I can totally relate to what you're saying about that. Yeah. Getting into that foodie mentality. Yeah, so you, you
2: can totally just get, Whisked away by by it all and yeah. it's its own entity. It's really fun to be in the kitchen.
1: Yeah.
2: So it started with a produce stand. Yes, yes. So um, all the years of waiting tables, I I aged <laughs> I hate to say that. As one and does what you can do in your twenties and thirties. Right. Yeah. It's okay. not what you can do at you know, your late thirties, early forties. Uh-huh. And you know, the arthritis in the wrist, the uh-huh. holding the serving trays. The shoulder—I don't know—I hate to admit that I have a few aches and pains. It's not something I like to tell people. I just grin and bear it. Right. But um, I needed something that was going to provide me income as a single parent. Uh huh. Because um, teaching was not doing it. Um, my salary—I loved my job as an educator, but North Carolina doesn't necessarily pay our teachers uh, top dollar. Right. And you almost need a second job. You know what? You do need a second job if right. you're a single parent, and have no income, or no you don't have support from a spouse, mm-hmm. or an ex-spouse, um, you have to have a second job to make it. Especially right. with two teenagers getting ready for college. Sure. So it was either wait tables or find a business opportunity. So I cleaned a few houses and had a slide business cleaning houses, because I always either cleaned boats or homes, Right. Um, that was great. But you do get burnout with cleaning, you do. Yeah, and, um, that's hard work. I had an opportunity where a uh, local business here asked if I wanted to rent space and start a produce stand outside their store. Mm -hmm. And that worked out really well. And I did that summers only. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to go back to school in the school year. And um, it kind of overlapped. It was a five month lease that I rented from them. Yeah. And April to Labor Day. And I had different people throughout the three years that I did that, that would watch the register while I was teaching school. Right. And uh, like an older couple or, um, you know, every year it was somebody different. Yeah stay open for me and then I would come after school and close and work every weekend. Right. So I did that for three years and then um, you know I I said yes to that opportunity because it was a friend who said hey you know you don't want to wait tables but I have this space. Yeah. And my farmers market person left and they're not here anymore and we need somebody in that space would you like that opportunity? It didn't take me three seconds to say yes. Yeah. um, I'm gonna go for it because this is going to be cool.
0: And were you sourcing the produce from one specific farmer at that time or different, different different
2: farmers? farmers. Um, I had a variety of local farmers. Okay. And and when I say local, local is local can be your County. Local can be the state of that we live in North Carolina. It could be two hours away for me. Local is at least North Carolina, the state we live in, but I tried to source in Carteret County, but Carteret County seasons don't, provide everything that you need. Right. To have a stand. So you might need to go south or north and your county to provide people with a produce that they need to shop. Right. Otherwise I would be, I didn't want to be a produce stand that just sold strawberries. Right. Because strawberry season, you know, yeah, it's is limited. March, April, May. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to have potatoes. I wanted to have You know, oranges. Well, you need to get Florida oranges Uh with your strawberries because that's their season. So I piggyback on other seasons. Yeah. But I would say 75% was local, 25% was sourced from other state seasons. Okay. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah.
0: And so then there was the time when you decided, okay, I'm going to leave teaching. Yes. And that's the part that excites me. (laughs) I get really excited. You're you're so entrepreneurial minded. And so, we always talk about the big, the great resignation, but the big leap of faith mm-hmm. when you take that jump and you go for it right. and it's scary as hell. And so I wanna know, number one, what was the catalyst to say, all right, I'm gonna do this. And what was that like? Okay.
2: and I started the produce stand that was attached to the, the business uh-huh. in Moorhead, I was teaching school and had the summer stand. That was my supplemental income. Yep. And that mm-hmm. was working great. Except for it got really busy and I got a little bit of stress, stressed out. Yep. I had read the book, The Giving Tree, in my classroom. Yep. Okay. And we had a food drive. And this is before the stand. This is when I was going to go for it. All the food that was under the giving tree was going to go to some families in need. And I remember it was the last day of school and I was supposed to take all the food to the food bank that day. It was Christmas break, you know, the day before Christmas break, right. the excitement is the kids are going home for holiday. We read the giving tree, you know, we took on food for other families, tried to teach people the holidays are also for giving. And, and it's quiet and the kids are gone and I know we're going to have a little winter break. And this is when I was teetering whether or not to jump and take this business on. And I looked at that giving tree and I thought, well, gosh, i'm that family that needs that right now i am that family that needs that food but i couldn't because i told those kids i would bring it to the food bank but i when i looked at that food going i could use that for my children Because being a teacher bills were so tight and having gone through a divorce it was paycheck to paycheck and i just knew i couldn't go paycheck to paycheck like that and and be an educated person with a bachelor's degree, and not be able to afford food for my family. And I wasn't—I'm not a frivolous person. We're talking just, you know, rent. Yeah. And being on your own and paying rent and electric bill and food for the kids and things that they needed for school—I didn't have it. I was putting things on credit cards. Yeah. And that's when I decided to jump and take on the business. So when I took on the business, I finished out that school year, um, and I, I put on—I I put my resignation in January so that I could jump into the business and learn this business and decide if this could help me financially float higher than where I was as an educator. So I needed to take a resignation of a little bit of time off because I had I couldn't be a teacher and focus on how to run a produce stamp. Yep. So I told them I would probably be back in a couple years, but I needed a little break to get into this. Yep. So that's what I did. So I think the first year I did both. The second year after that Christmas, I jumped And I resigned from teaching, and then um, I was cleaning a couple houses in the morning Uh to make ends meet, Uh and you know, had my little cleaning business, and I was doing the produce, you know, research until produce season started up. So January is a great time to resign. Because I had winter to figure it out, but cleaning houses, I script and scrapped, and yeah. you know, I cleaned offices, yeah. I cleaned homes, and then I was working at night, burning the midnight oil, um, trying to figure out how I'm going to open a you know farm stand. What do I need? I need refrigerators, I need baskets, I need this, I need that, yeah. I need to call this farmer, and by spring I had it up and running. But um, definitely needed to resign because it was too much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then the next chapter happened. Okay, which so, is how you
0: got here. Which is how to Atlantic, Atlantic Beach. Beach.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. So I moved from Moorhead, which we, we joke around. It's across the bridge. It's I
0: literally know, <laughs> bridge. and for those of you who don't live here, and if you know us, you you've heard this story. But we live in Beaufort. And literally, to go to Moorhead is, is maybe a mile. Yeah. But we act as though it's it, it is a nightmare. 200 miles. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh, you have to go over the bridge. It's like leaving the island is terrible. A three hour tour. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> terrible.
1: Crossing the bridge to Beaufort on Friday, you don't want to think about crossing back over it till Monday morning. Yeah.
0: It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. It, you're so right. So it's probably the same thing going from Moorhead to Atlantic yeah. Beach. Yeah, It's the same thing, yeah. So we get it, but yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I was talking
2: with a fantastic uh, landlord, Fred Bunn, who uh, rented me this space. This was an old bicycle shop here in Atlantic Beach. Okay. So across mm-hmm. the bridge, I found this. Um, this is no offense to the bicycle people that had the shop. It was definitely a mechanical bicycle <laughs> shop. There was a lot of TLC in this building, but it was... Um, it was great to have the space. I could have the vision of an outside space, this Mm -hmm. 1,200 square feet inside, so I had a, a space that I wasn't going to get rained on. At the other location, it was a tin roof. Yeah. We had to use the bathroom. We had to use the bakery bathroom. Yeah. There were times I had to tinkle in the woods because were <laughs> customers, I don't know if I can say that on a podcast. You can. But I washed my hands. <laughs> but uh, there was this wood area and if customers were in the bakery and I had my own customers outside and I had a tinkle, well, sometimes I just took some toilet paper and went in the woods. Yeah. And yeah. that's just what you had to do. Um, and then it came back and washed my hands. Yeah. So we had a Hose hookup, a tin roof it was very basic so I I was kind of dreaming of something like you know some, a space with a toilet and a sink and a little bigger that I could grow into and that wasn't cold and wasn't hot because it was all outdoors right and I thought maybe customers will shop uh, instead of five months maybe they'll shop nine months that was my goal um nine months squeeze out the season i know there's not produce you know there's in north carolina you know december january it's sweet potatoes and cabbage it's Yeah, not a lot you can't really be open you need to rest and hibernate right but if i could have a business that was nine months i would need an indoor space to uh-huh. give people a reason to cool off or to get heated up uh-huh um so we have a wonderful space here at the beach and um it actually it, it's it's just a perfect fit
1: We've told you about one of our favorite partners, Sugar Wish, but let us tell you about what they now have as a gift option.
0: Vino! Vino! Vine Box by Sugar Wish is the perfect gift for a wine lover or someone who wants to get into wines to dabble a bit. If you're looking for corporate gifts, birthdays, anniversaries, or any other celebration,
1: Check out Vine Box by Sugarwish.
0: They are hand-picked by-the-glass packaging. The by-the-glass format allows you to try regions and grapes that you've never heard of or were hesitant to buy an entire bottle of.
1: Think of it as a tasting room for small wineries all over the globe, delivered straight to your door.
0: We received a Vine Box and were able to choose three wines to taste from France. We received a little booklet about them and now... I have opened up my palate to new varieties. How fancy!
1: These wines aren't available at your local store. This is the stuff that you stumble across on a back road trip through Tuscany. Oh. The gems that local restaurants save for a special occasion.
0: Oh, it's so easy. You just go to the website, sugarwish.com, choose box. Choose the size of the gift, enter a personalized message and note tailored to the person you're sending it to, and it arrives to that person in their email or text. They choose the wine, and then it's delivered straight to their door.
1: Use code BETTYWHITE. That's all caps, one word, BETTYWHITE to save $7 off your gift. We also have the link in the show notes.
0: Vinebox by Sugarwish. Happiness guaranteed. Now back to the show.
2: had to do all the elbow grease to fix it up. Had to put a water heater in, the three compartment sink, all the refrigerators, the freezers, the painting. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of elbow grease, but we did it. Elbow grease to get um, rid of
1: the bicycle grease. There's a great feel to this place, and I used to come in here once a week when you were open earlier for a dollar coffee Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays, (laughs) which is a really popular here on uh, Atlantic Beach and I just love doing that for 10 minutes once a week but it's like what a what a cool little vibe and uh, just a, a comfortable little thing for once a week for me to come in here and, and I was get always this. great
2: seeing you too
1: Oh thank you yep, thank you yep.
2: can't wait to reopen and see you again
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah I know I, and and some of the things that impressed me were the the coffee cups the the coffee was just kind of a draw to get people in here and you really didn't make, weren't making any money off it. And then on, on Thursdays, you're probably losing money on right, it. Right, right. Uh, but I thought, oh, that was just one thing that jumped out at me that I thought was so neat that you were doing with your biodegradable coffee cups and lids, and they were quite pricey. Thank
2: you. Yeah, they yeah. are. And mm-hmm. I think, though, taking resources from the earth, you know, mm-hmm. our farmers are growing our food. We need to give back to the earth in everything that we do. So those biodegradable cups, Yes, they're more expensive. It does cost me, um, but it's better for our earth because we're taking, you know, we're planting food and we've got to treat it well for it to give back to us. Yeah. And it can be, you know, reciprocal. Yeah. But um, yeah, we even our Java jackets, the the lids, they're either corn-based or paper-based and biodegradable with plant-based ink. Yeah. I yeah. noticed that
0: so. last time I was in here and got that, that it, that it said that.
1: You know, I was getting such a good deal on that on that coffee. I was thinking, how can I give back? And Jen had a nice little tip cup there that she wasn't keeping for herself, but she was helping to support some of the kids or one of the kids that worked Mm -hmm. here who wanted to go to culinary school. Yes, yes. I think was that. And so I was uh, more than obliged to add, a, add add a little something to that cup every time I got my dollar coffee.
0: But I just think that's so Thank great you. because mm-hmm. you, yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like you're getting tips because you're just like, oh, I'm not making money on this coffee. Let me right. get some back. Right. You're giving it to right. someone who
2: wants to go to culinary school. And I think um, it's definitely for the staff that works here. And the staff, they're all young adults. They're either in college or high school. Yeah. And uh, they work really hard. And if I'm working by myself for a little while, the tips go to the next person on that ship. They know they come in and there's money in the jar. That's theirs. I just don't think it's right for the business owner to take tips. Right. I am yeah. make. I am you know getting the big picture. Yeah. They need to get that picture. Plus they have an autonomy to come in and work and and they're excited that there might be a little green in that tip jar. Right. Chart when they yeah. step in. They've already yeah. made money and they haven't even. You know, and that's what it's all about, being a small business. We're like a family. Right. right. And those kids have goals, and they drive to work, and gas is expensive, and they need those tips. That's part of their income. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get their hourly plus their tips, and they do pretty pretty well. Right. Pretty well. <laughs> uh, our most tips one person made, we actually have on a Sharpie um, Labor Day. It was just me and Anna Keith. And I hustle my hiney off, like I'm shucking <laughs> corn, bringing watermelon, yeah. and I will still yeah. not take one penny, one dime from these kids. These are their tips. Wow. But we had a couple people call in, and it was only two of us. Mm. And Labor Day, the that, that's a huge time for us. Yeah, uh, She made
0: $356.67 on just tips alone.
2: Wow. She,
0: uh, a big part of our Blog and social media last summer was how we, for the first time, had a successful garden. Yes. And we were, uh-huh. especially living by the sea, we, we still can't even believe it. My mom had said that you know you're successful when you have a successful tomato. So we purchased our tomato plants. A lot of you asked about the tomato plants and living here by the ocean with the salt air. And we actually purchased those tomato plants here from Jen at Island Produce. And Jer, you Uh, utilize Jen for questions and about resources and all that.
1: Yeah, I came in and she gave me a a really quick little, very detailed and educational tutorial (laughs) on these tomato (laughs) plants. And I was was pretty impressed with the knowledge and and I, I went with what I thought would be good or what she recommended that that would be good. And, and every, how to
2: plant them. And, and how to and
1: plant them, yeah. That's
2: awesome. How many tomatoes did you yield? Oh, do you to, mean, uh, how many do we yield? I, I remember when you came oh. in and you got the plants, but I, and I saw some pictures I don't on your even, social media, but how many did you have? Uh, we what? should have counted, but it was yeah, a lot.
1: we should have. Now, the you little cherry tomatoes went, Oh, went, went we crazy. felt
0: great about it. My yeah. mom was jealous. She's hearing this right now, and she's jealous. <laughs> she was jealous, and she said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it and we because there there was a couple plants i remember that you you had told jared oh i got this from someone one of the farmers and we don't we're not sure which ones they are it wasn't labeled and they ended up those ended up being like cherry tomatoes they were and we i I, they're on our story on the garden highlight but i wish every day i go guys this is every day we were showing like the harvest from it and i was just every day showing how many cherry tomatoes we were getting yeah and I remember
1: her going away for a weekend and saying, now look, you, you can't miss a day. You
0: can't miss a day. Right. Yeah. I know. Don't
1: stay out on your bike too long on Saturday. <laughs> get in that you garden. you got to get in the garden and, and make sure you
0: pick those tomatoes. Yeah. Did you, did you uh,
2: take any and... Um Use them for seed for the next season. I forgot to tell you that. No, we didn't. I I I failed you. I should have told <laughs> you. Um, you can definitely take the tomato, some of the tomatoes towards the end of season, and put them in a coffee filter and save the seeds. I'll I'll you teach might have you that later. Okay. And I was um, so. No, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was an awesome farmer, Kyle from Humble Roots Farms. He's uh-huh. in Scottsville, North Carolina. Okay. So I drive. He's one of the farmers that are on my loop. I get in the car and I get a lot of this produce. I hunt it down when I find a really good farm. It's worth the drive yeah so he grows organically and he starts those as seeds and then they become plantlings in a solar tunnel tunnel and he is one of my favorite farmers he's so good at what he does he puts so much love and energy into it and they're organic and to be able to go see them from seed to plantling to bigger plantlings and then to see them in your yard pictures Uh yeah, and in
0: recipes and they were just so, oh, and they were so yummy and we were eating them just constantly. They are so yummy. The carbon footprint's minimal. I think part of
2: um, situations with tomatoes that don't yield is you're buying them from a big company and who knows how long they've been in storage and then they're being moved and then they're in a truck. These tomato plants literally came from the farm. Yeah. Into my car. Yeah. Two hours away to Atlantic (laughs) Beach the same day. Oh. And I think that's a big part, the carbon footprint of how little they travel to get to your yard. Yeah. Uh Um, You know, I just was lucky to know a farmer who sold really awesome tomatoes and we sell his produce and we also sell his plants. Get them again
0: this year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're like, no, 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 we need those Mm -hmm. specific ones. We were so fortunate. I can't wait. Oh we we were so and it's just a confidence builder to to be successful. We were we were so excited. So anyway, we just wanted to make sure that we we told everybody that because Yes, we 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 did share tips on what we did with the soil and all that, but the tomatoes were a big hit and everyone asked about them. So, so we good. just wanted to make you sure. Had that this, we...
2: Did you have any of the Sun Golds, the yellow? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then did. the purple,
0: the little purple, the little purple yep.
2: cherries. Yeah. And then you had the red cherries. Yeah. So you had all three colors. Yeah. And then we had the, the yeah. bigger ones. The bigger
0: ones. Uh huh. Because we ended up
2: having like eight plants. I wondered, did you get the purple Cherokee?
0: Oh, I don't know.
2: It funky rings a looking. bell, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he
2: had so many varieties, and again, he had some that he wasn't sure that, yeah. I don't know if I messed up the label
0: in the car, like they fell out, and I'm like, ruh-roh, yeah. <laughs> I am like row? Yeah. i do not
1: know what tomato that is. Yeah,
2: don't a know.
0: surprise. We just ended up planting them, and That's and awesome. they were wonderful. They were. Oh, it was just so great. They
1: were. It was a day-to-day adventure, definitely. It was? Getting them in and digging in the dirt. I mean, if you're not used to doing that, you're going, right. hey, getting your hands in the dirt is, yes. yeah. is a good grounding thing to do. Your you know? setup was really pretty. Oh, oh thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So, as an entrepreneur who obviously loves what she does, works by the ocean, and you know we talked about this before the podcast, and who have listened to our show and follow the blog, you know about our experience that you know you can love what you do, and you know with us being in the pet industry, the thing we always heard was, oh my gosh, but you're around pets all day, and this is so great, and. Yes, you you work by the ocean, you talk with people. I mean, we've seen people come in here today who can't wait for you to reopen for the season. And you meet with local farmers all day and you get to travel. But we know from experience that it all is wonderful. But owning your own business is hard, hard work. We know that on your time off, time off, I, I use my finger quotes, time off, you're still not off because you're sourcing produce. Right. So... Do you actually have time off in season and so this is a two-part question do you have time off in season and if so what do you do to take care of yourself so that you're you don't suffer burnout
2: okay I'll be honest I was getting to the point of burnout uh-huh and this is the first season that I actually closed the doors Thanksgiving Day was our last, you know, the day before Thanksgiving Day, we had everybody's collards and corn and potatoes, and it was a madhouse. It was wonderful. It's our best day of the year, actually. It actually, the day before Thanksgiving was better than our 4th of July and our Labor Day, which I was shocked. Wow. This was the first winter I actually took time, and I was getting burnout to the point where I actually had Googled some business brokers and thinking, do I want to keep this up? Because I am exhausted. Sure. Yeah. And... I realized that I didn't have to be Wonder Woman, right? <laughs> I can close. Yep. My daughter who is 20, my children 22 and 20 years old or sometimes they're they're so smart. Sometimes a lot of times, let's just be honest, they're smarter than me. They're just they can step back and go, "Mom, it's your business. Why don't you just close?" I'm like, "I can't cuz people are depending on me." And they're like, "Mom, you do what you want." The reason you left teaching is so that you could make more money, support yourself and us, and do your own thing. So do you. And it took, you know, that smack in the face like, yeah, I can close the doors. This year was the first year I actually took a break. Because our season is now nine months, and Mm -hmm. it's seven days a week. I work seven days a week, nine months straight without a day off. I know. And um, the first day I had was Thanksgiving. The first day off that I've had you know, in nine months was Thanksgiving Day. And I could not wait, and it wasn't about eating. It was about (laughs) being in my slippers and my pajamas and watching the parade like a normal person. like the best thing I've ever done. You're coming
1: do you, in rested up. I'm glad your I am, kids I am, talked you into it. I can't
2: even believe I thought about getting a business broker and even thought about selling. I mean, I did. I was at that point. Like, maybe yeah. I just needed to sell the place, take the money, give it to my children for college, yeah. and then just move on. Do
0: you feel like the time that you close, you get enough rejuvenation to then do it again Absolutely. Absolutely. that long? Okay. I think this okay. year,
2: I am so pumped up for the season Okay. I, I basically took December off, Yeah. Uh, except for in the store, to clean a little bit. You know, I defrosted all the refrigerators, I cleaned underneath, I did a deep clean in December just, just for fun. I yeah. put on some, you know, Black Keys music <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and just, just cleaned and uh-huh. had the door locked and that was fun and it felt like a good, I needed the cleansing yeah. before I settled down into a winter's rest. Yeah. So uh-huh. I did that early. Then I spent it with the kids. You know, you know, the kids were finishing up college and then and I got to Christmas shop. It was the first year I actually Christmas shopped and didn't have a business to attend to, which yeah. was amazing and joyful. <laughs> so holidays were joyful again. Um, I rested. I slept until seven. I saw the sun. Like wow. it was sleeping until seven after you get up at four a.m. No, Holy I know. How I like, know? I like felt like a schoolgirl. Like I was skipping school. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. It um, it in, so yes. yeah, you and, took some adventure. But I did. But traveling to. um, you know go pick up produce and working vacations where maurice and i went camping you know we're looking for products i i found a peanut farmer down in georgia uh but we went camping in jekyll island while we were there we uh-huh. that on we that. so it's fun to take mm-hmm. produce trips but incorporate a little fun time a little husband wife time uh-huh uh with my second husband yeah uh-huh. uh we've been married five years yep and um he he's uh He's a trooper. He's he's been through all this with me, with my businesses and my kids, and you know, he's
0: he's there. He's my biggest supporter. Having a supportive Wonderful. spouse is super important, and it's uh, it, there's so many business owners and entrepreneurs that talk about it, but it's it's so important, I think, as a business owner to have a supportive partner.
1: Well, as, we realize yes. we're always doing uh, something, especially her. She's the digital oriented person. I'm when it comes to things digitally, I'm I'm sort of like somebody from the 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 19th century. Still, I'm like, what you know, <laughs> right, anything right. computer. So, she's she'll be paving the way, sort of blazing a trail on a lot of things. We're in that, and I'm like, how can I you know have her back while she's right. doing these newfangled uh, space <laughs> age things that we're getting into with our our blogs and podcasts and whatnot. So, yeah, you you do always think, how can I back up. Right. Her on this, and I'm sure, I'm sure she thinks. And that's a
2: true team, and that's what it's yeah. about. Yeah. What it's it about. is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Maurice and I do for each other. Like, he'll, I'm like, do you want to go camping in Georgia? I need to find a peanut farm. And he, he doesn't even hesitate. Like, oh man. Oh, like, he's like, yeah, let's great. go. Yeah. And he's always pumped up. And, um, we're definitely best friends. That second time yeah. around. The second, book two. <laughs> uh, yeah, let yeah. Me tell you. Def- second <laughs> Definitely different. And you grow and you get older and wiser. And you marry your best friend. That's what you do in book two. Yeah. You marry your best friend. And I help him with his social media because he has an art gallery. Yeah. And he's the captain of the Captain Stacy across the street. So we're mm-hmm. neighbors. My husband is my business neighbor. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. That's awesome. He'll come in for a cup of coffee if he's not fishing and scoot over to his art gallery. So just like you guys, yeah. if I need something fixed, babe, can you can you make me a bike rack for my customers that have bicycles? He's on it, and nice. he's like, nice. "Hey, I don't know how to do this Instagram stuff. Can you help me out?" With that? <laughs> and so I I work on his Instagram. So we scratch each other's yeah. back. Whatever, we're good out. So yeah. yeah, I think that works. And then there's no hurt feelings or resentment like that one's working harder than the other. Yeah, I think when you have small businesses and you have you know I have my own business. He has he, he has two. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not when you love somebody, it's not a competition. It's just making it work. Yeah. And there is no animosity. It's just, what do we need to get through today? Yeah. With a smile on our
1: face. You identify your strengths really quickly. And and how do you balance them out? Absolutely. Mm Absolutely. Oh yeah.
0: Well, this is the fun part. You know, I just, I get
1: excited about this (laughs) every, every time and it always works out so good. And I think I feel like a late-night talk show host when I'm doing this, too. And that... (laughs) Let me adjust my tie and get um, ready...
0: This um, is the rapid fire. The rapid
1: fire questions okay. for, for Jen Lee.
0: It's never very rapid fire. Do I need fire. to do yoga? <laughs> like, do I, how prepared do I need to be? It's never rapid fire. Okay. I don't even right. know why we call it that because it's never rapid fire. <laughs> yes, it could be. It, it could really be. Good. Maybe one Jen's going to change it. All right. I don't know. Do we'll see. Let's, let's go rapid. Okay. Go. okay let's
1: All right. Are you
0: ready? You want to do it?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll do it. All sure. All right. Okay, Jen, uh, question number one, summer or fall? Summer. Coffee or wine? Coffee. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Record store or bookstore?
2: Ooh, tough. Book? Oh.
1: Florida beaches or North Carolina beaches? North Carolina. Dogs or cats?
2: Oh. (laughs) I have both. (laughs) Do I have to choose? (laughs) Uh, The cat? (laughs) <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. <Just> cat. <laughs> okay okay i like that we just broke new ground we did we <laughs> did question number six uh-huh. um on to number seven broccoli or asparagus Ooh, asparagus okay ketchup or mustard
2: you know mustard all day uh-huh
1: cycling or kayaking
2: used to be cycling now it's kayaking. <laughs> oh, that did
1: work. You
2: thought that she was going to say
0: kayak. I mean, uh cycling. I
1: I she was a big cycler. I, I knew wrote. that. I said, I don't know if she's ever been used in a to be. kayak, okay. okay. A, that
0: was book 1. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. But I thought it's a good question. Uh-huh. And the last one is granola or grits?
2: Ooh, grits. I oh! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we thought she was gonna say granola. But I have to okay. say I
0: love Outer granola. <laughs> i one of
2: my uh, sweet people in Trouble Hill that sell the best granola in the world. We
0: know we know that you sell both. I do. And so we were like, Oh, what, what would she say? What would she say? But, but being yeah. vegan
2: and gluten free, I yeah.
0: probably have grits
2: three times a week.
0: Yeah. Grits okay. and rice. Like And we love your grits. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And
2: they, yeah. are also, uh, they are also they are also local and they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, Carolina, they are. Carolina Grit Company have a bag right here. We have, that's the, dum, dum, that's dum, the bag and that they're we have. I know, we love them.
0: Okay, and this is the question that we ask everyone, and we think it's the most important question, is what does a life well-lived mean to you? You know what,
2: before this winter, I don't know, I don't know if I knew. You know, I'm 48 years old, I'm still growing, I've been through um, different careers and different books and chapters in my life and I think this winter a winter rest really helped me figure out a good life is loving the people that you love you know like uh, my children my husband my pets my dogs my ducks my roosters Uh, getting up in the morning and just being happy that you have a, a something in your tummy a roof over your head and that you are doing something that makes you smile. Really, it's that simple. It's not, um, you know, while back when I had all these goals and I was, you know, conquer the world and have this business and you know make more money than being a teacher. It's really not about that. It's it's really just about being happy and peaceful with yourself. And you have to rest. If anything, I've learned you have to rest to get to that spot. If you're so busy, like a mouse in a cage. Which I was for so many years. I'm hustling. I'm hustling. I'm trying to do this for my kids. I think back about the time that I missed with them because I was a single parent,
0: mm-hmm. and that I
2: I wish I had the time back,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I couldn't because I was like, I have to work. I have to pay the bills. Yeah. But time, time is the time with the people that you love. That's that's what it's
0: all about. Yeah.
1: Sorry to get
0: emotional. No, (laughs) No. that that question's always so emotional. I think I get teary every time somebody answers it. And I never,
1: I just read the other day, never apologize for being emotional. Yeah. It's just not something, it's important to get emotions out. That answer is why I love doing this. And yours is as good. We've all, we've had all good ones, but, but that one, um, Mm -hmm. was, was, uh, Wonderful. Sorry. Yeah, time, that's um,
2: time with loved ones. That's
1: yeah. what it's all about. Uh-huh. Nothing else
2: really matters. No,
0: you're right. You're right. You're really right. And I, when I do feel like I have regret about things, it's time. It's, it is so much about um, spinning my wheels and mm-hmm. feeling like I was in that cage, right? And all the time that I was just working, 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 going, we got to build this business, we got to build right. this business, we got to build this right. business. And we were so tired, never saw our family couldn't do anything, like, would get up, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the wee hours of the morning, get in the car and go, well, okay, I'll see you at some point tonight, right. and having someone else come and walk our dogs, right. and I was still pushing to make sure that we opened up Apex, and right. open up Carrie, right. and expand the business, and that's the shit that I regret, Right. but whenever I get upset about that stuff, like I'm going to now... He will remind me and say, but we wouldn't be where we are now. Right. You know? It's true. So that's why I love that there are times when you will set up boundaries, and if you're sourcing, you will have an honor system. Yes. I love that. Yes.
1: In fact, I saw one of our (laughs) clients on, you know, holding up her, I owe...
2: I owe you Yeah. Someone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that.
1: Uh-huh. And I was like, I know them. I, I've been working on their boat, you know.
2: I love it. So, yeah. you know, staffing is hard. It's COVID. Uh-huh. And also I'm on a budget mm-hmm. and I necessarily can't afford 10 people working here. So yeah. So it's, it's me, the one adult and um, like four rock star young adults. Mm -hmm. So with that said, somebody's gotta go pick up the produce and I don't wanna leave the students on their own because there's a lot going on. Sure. So after a couple years I figured out the perfect scenario is to close the business Mondays and Tuesdays to the public Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the morning I come in, my tarps are outside shading the, the veggies and the fruit. I put up an honor table. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I go low on my prices so people can round easy, like a dollar tomato. Whereas they're two fifty a pound, it's yeah. going to be more than a dollar. But if you come on honor system day, you're getting a deal. Sure. Yeah. Um I can't put scales out there because yeah. they're regulated by the government and I have to have them balanced. So I can't yeah. afford to to mess that balance. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, so we just do like dollar tomato, 75 cents for an onion. So yeah. I set up an honor table outside so folks aren't mad at me that I'm closed. Yeah. And they can get there are veggies. And they all know I'm open Wednesday through Sunday with the treasures that I pick up.
1: You know, Brian, who I work with at, at Ultimate Yacht, Ultimate yacht serving the Crystal Coast since 1991. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. Brian's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Brian came up here. He was going uh, on a road trip, I think, to and New York, York State. And he needed yeah.
2: watermelon, right? And, Is that and, that day? Yeah. yeah.
1: And he he told me about that. He said, "Yeah, Jen just said I could come by and pick yep. him up and drive to New York with yep. him. And yep. I'm gonna pay her next week." And he was real excited. He he called
2: yeah. me and uh-huh. um yeah and I'm, he's like, "Are you sure about this? I need like I think it was quite a few watermelon.
0: I don't know what he got." Quite a few. Uh-huh.
2: My grandparents worked
0: on. I mean, they're they're from like um, they're past now, but they worked on farms in Smithfield, Selma area, Johnston County, and that's how they did it. Right, that, that they would have a stand at the street and they couldn't work it, so they would put the stuff out there and they would have a box and people would come and get what they wanted yep. and put the money, put the in, money in the box. box, and that's how it worked. Well, so okay, what exciting things do you have coming up this season? I know you've walked us around the store, and for those of yes. you who aren't here, she has more than produce. She yes. sources um, some exciting North Carolina-based items like moon pies. Uh,
2: actually, <laughs> yeah, moon pie is it's from, actually moon pie is Tennessee.
0: Oh, but so.
2: it is a very not no, know that. it is a very North Carolina thing yeah. to have a moon pie and a soda. So yeah. uh, yes. I, I say North Carolina. Mm. I probably should say Southern. Okay, Southern. Yeah. It's a Southern okay. thing. Although okay. I'm, I'm a Florida girl, that's way South. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's very Southern. So we do have some fun snacks at, for everybody because you're at the beach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, so we have the local produce. We have local eggs, local milk, local ice cream, local ice cream sandwiches from the mountains in Asheville, North Carolina. huh. We have artisan popsicles called King Pop from the Atlanta area. Okay. Uh, that I absolutely adore. Who doesn't want a popsicle at the beach? Right. Um, Um, but a lot of these are small artisan businesses if it if it's not North Carolina I want to make sure it's southern or small right Um, because we do have a nice space in here to stock and and I can't get everything North Carolina right um, there's some really groovy products out there I'd like to support Um, yeah small batch artisan mom-and-pop women-owned businesses um, just so many really cool stuff out there I want to have access to um, we also love that you have a
0: lot of plant-based, like, um, item, like, like frozen, yes. plant-based items yes. so that we, we can't we, find here. We, we have
2: love. a little niche being at the beach, uh, gluten-free and vegan uh, customers, plant-based, mm-hmm. uh, plant powers. So we have snacks, we have uh, granola, we have even chocolate bars, which are hard to find. Yeah. We have uh, ice cream, we have Beyond Beef. If you're at the beach and you're yep. coming here for your week. And you just don't know where to get, you know, your stuff, or you think you have to pack your cooler yeah. with everything before you come on your week's vacation. You don't. You can stop in here, right? Get your produce, which all, you know, plant-based people love, and then a supplement with some. Uh, we even have North Carolina uh, barbecue. That's not. It's called barbecue. And the V for vegan, yeah. and it's actually made in Cornelius, North Carolina. Okay. Oh, and we have okay. a, a So Delight product that has a sesame, a mock sesame a chicken. I've heard of that. So we have two North Carolina plant-based, um, plant-based protein. I like to call them plant-based protein. Yeah. That uh, are frozen. That are here for the community. We also have cashew cheese from Wilmington. So there's a lot, there's there's yeah. a lot for everybody. We have Nahanta sausage for our meat eaters uh-huh. and we have vegan sausage for our plant-based people. I love it, I love it.
1: Well, and if they are coming through on a Thursday morning, quality coffee. And
2: really great local roasted coffee. Well so we actually any
1: day, but on yes, Thursday yes, you yes. get a deal.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we, yes. Thir- Thirsty Thursday. Come uh-huh. by and get a good deal on coffee. If you're
1: a frugal bargain shopper like myself, <laughs> Thursday and is your day. I would
2: be coming on Thursday if I was yeah. <laughs> So it's local roasted, and we grind our beans here from the coffee roasters, and we support um, from the mountains to the sea. We have uh, I have a mountain roaster, Pisgah, and then we have uh, one in Maysville that's um, uh, Croatan, and then we have brown dog coffee
0: in Burga. and oh. a Crystal Coast coffee roasters right here in Morehead okay okay Okay. (laughs) it's just such a great place and her tagline is so fitting that you come for fresh produce and you stay for positive vibes and that's so true it has
1: changed my attitude 180 on on Thursday morning sometimes (laughs) I just come out feeling so much okay I'm ready for this day yeah it's a yeah it's just got a a great positive vibe in here we love love seeing
0: your face it's so cool to see people come in and be a part of their day that's the coolest part and even if you don't live here in North Carolina or on the North Carolina coast, make sure that you follow her because, even like like we said, even if you don't live here, you should definitely follow for the positive vibes. And she's a great follow. And it, it just, thank you. It, it it's just, just will make your day. Thanks for
2: sharing your story with me and making me open up to share my story. Yeah. Sure. not yeah. A, You know, I haven't shared that story with everybody. Oh. Um, so some people know, some people don't. Some people just know me as Tomato Lady and they don't know oh. me. They don't know I had a history with, you know, uh, you know a divorce and um, being an educator and all that good stuff. Well,
0: thank you so much for your time. And, and we're, we're, we're so thankful for you to have us in your store and, and spend this time with us. Well, we I appreciate, appreciate you it. coming by. Thanks, guys. Yeah, sure. thank you. This
1: has been wonderful. Well, that was emotional and, and yet so amazing. I knew it would be great. It was better than I even thought.
0: I you know, Jen, we talked about at the beginning of the episode, was one of the first people who we met when we moved here. Moving here, as we talked about in the first episode, why we sold everything and moved to the coast. We were definitely fragile. Listening to her story and going through her entire why and her transition sort of brought us back to our why I think that what why that is why it was so emotional but it was a good emotional but it does bring you back to the basics of a a well-lived life
1: yeah yeah it sure does um I feel like what I really take away from from all this is uh someone who's who's gained so much perspective in the last few years on what's on what's important really important to her and she said how she's 48 and still growing. Well, that's the thing. If you're 68, you should be still growing. And mm-hmm. it sounds like she's had a really good growth spurt in the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional, spiritual, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. But I really just like that what she took from that, how mouse in the cage years and, and, uh, and now she's just realized that what's important is getting up and loving who she loves and, and all that stuff and all the really basic things that she values.
0: You work so hard to pay bills or to to meet your goals. And it's like, what are you spinning those wheels for, though? You're spinning those wheels for what? For what? You know? Because <laughs> right. while you're spinning them, what's going to happen if you never get there? You just keep spinning them and life is short. We, we came home that that afternoon and I had this just long list of work things I needed to do. And I didn't do them. I, I worked out in the yard and stayed outside the rest of the day. It was a little chilly, but we still I got the coat on, got a sweater on Betty, and we lit the the fire outside, and Jara grilled, and we stayed outside and had wine.
1: It was a nice day to be outside as well, and in the afternoon, she had some hedge clippers out while we were doing all <laughs> kinds of things. She said, I don't even know if these things need to be clipped, but... I was in finishing up some stuff and I thought, she just needs to be outside. I don't care if she's clipping <laughs> things that don't need to be clipped. Yeah. I, she can do that all afternoon because I think I could tell that's what she needed. And yeah. I just hope that she went on with it.
0: I just, yeah, I probably ruined some trees and plants, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You just, it's just, a, it was just a reminder to you know, that life is short. And it was just a really great conversation. So I hope you all enjoyed it as, as much as we did. And these conversations and these answers to the questions of the life well lived are just always so.
1: Oh, well, I think we've each taken so much out of everyone, every interview that we've, we've done so far and they've all been different. And you, we, we mm-hmm. get to take something a little different out of each one. It's yeah. been really great.
0: Yeah. Well, you can find uh, information about Jen Lee and Island Produce, of course, in the show notes. And like we said, even if you're not here in North Carolina or on the North Carolina coast, following Island Produce and Jen, who runs that account, is always such a positive experience. And if you want any positive beachy vibes, any fun things, you should definitely follow
1: you can always find us at arneradventures.com on instagram at arneradventures. also linked in the show notes until next time enjoy the journey that you're on we're wishing you lots of adventures bye, bye.